It's shipped, but there's no receiver. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll see, I would say what we're not is more like drives and momentums and uh, currents, so to speak, yes? Driven by agitation, they have strong sense of desire, uh, you know, aversion and desire. And not knowing the failedness of the system, it's very confusing for it, but it keeps on keeping on, yeah? If you try to get relief as that, that's what we call the bondage of self in recovery. And we're using the term self to mean the doer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the thinker, pictured as a long lasting, independent, separate entity. But that's not what those names, those titles on the door isn't, doesn't capture the sense of self. The sense of self has a feeling. It gets broken a lot, but it it's basically overrides any evidence contrary to its narrative. So you feel like you've always feel like Paul, but it's all manufactured, yes? Yeah. And when you stop, when there's a stop, you see it going. You see its inability to stop, yeah? It can't rest. It doesn't have the ability uh, to enjoy peace because it's made of time, yeah? So if it's feeling peace or it's moving towards peace, it has great confidence there won't be peace later. So it just fears around it. And uh, there's a great statement in Faith Mind. Have you ever read that? The translation by Richard Clark. It's only about a couple of pages. Very famous and in a lot of people have translated it and it really changes the meaning by the translation. But this guy, he says, you can't use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity. Yes, this is the dilemma because what you call self is selfing. It's, an, it's agitation, it's a movement, yeah? It's a movement that if it stops, uh, that's like it's death, yeah? Because there's no self, there's no stable, long-lasting, independent thing that stops activity and starts activity. It's all activity. The head is just driven. To, so when it stops, you're there. It's ain't. Yeah, I mean, when we, when we lose interest in it, you're there. It ain't. You, yeah. So the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. The real relief is from the need to have get relief. Yeah. And then you can get reestablished and your basis or the way you experience through this whole, if you want to call it dreaming, will just be one form or another of traveling later, basically. It's, it doesn't make it magically great all the time. You just lose interest in it being so many different ways. Yeah, it's, enough becomes a very uh, meaningful sense enough yeah like you 
And then you recognize so much because, you know, you can't see really how the train is moving if you're up in a moving train, yeah? It's when you see it from the station, there's a whole different view of it than if you're seeing it from a train. So this is the message. The message is non-duality, not two. And what is two-ness? Find out, you know? You can study it. It's, it's presented in Buddhism. Uh, just, get a, just get a working understanding of subject-object. And the message of non-duality is a negation of the reality of subject-object. So once you get a feeling of subject-object, yeah, then the negation. Don't start negating unless you get a feeling of what's getting negated. It's fucking it's like you should, you're missing everything. First, get a sense, see what's going on, and then there's a negation of that. Yeah. And now, when what's going on is going on, sooner or later, that negation sort of gets established. You don't have to say it or do it or see it. It just becomes, you hit a point where it becomes the new norm. Yeah. The new norm is. Recognizing, recognizing what I'm not. not, not the old norm of constantly being that which is, is always referred to yeah, or implied or insinuated or pointed at. No, now you've come, there's a coming to peace that you're never gonna know what you are, yeah? Not because there's something wrong with you, but because you are it, yeah? You're never gonna get it and it's not, why would you want to shrink it to an experience when it's being? Yeah? Experiences come and go. Experiences to try to like domesticate experiences and you know uh, breed out of some shit out of it and breed other shit into it is a lot of fucking work. The sense of being is before, after, during all that. And you have it, you're like, your umbilical cord goes there, not to the mental state. That's just, that's just, that's just the manufacture. It goes to the being, yeah? When the thinking and the feeling and all that shit is going on, yet something that is claimed by, or is inferred by the claiming all that, that is seen through because you're, before it, you're around it, you're under it, you're over it, yeah? You're not of it. And it brings, I don't know what it will bring, that's the joy of it, because uh, it can bring millions of different uh, effects. Come on in, yeah. I have to stand in a, I'm sitting in a doorway. Yes, it's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like that. I'm sitting in the doorway. <laughs> the door's open. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, yes. So, well, uh, we'll start in a minute or two. We've got some very important people coming in now. Yeah. So, if anyone has any questions and stuff, uh, Really, please tell me you know duality. Don't tell me you know non-duality. <laughs> please, 
just tell me you know duality. Don't tell me you know non-duality. It's just, it's, <laughs> that's the indescribable. That's the, the mystery. Yeah, that's the mystery that's not meant to be solved. It can't be solved. Yeah. You'd have to be something else to know something else. You, you're, you can't know the something else you're calling the truth if you are the truth. You can only be the truth, yeah? So you are the living truth, the living truth, the being truth. Then thousands of truths come up, yeah? Some people believe this, also that, and whatever. But the truth of the matter is, there's no truth in dreaming. Yeah. Not at home, no. We are what we're looking for. What? Yeah. The seeker is the sword. It's incredible. I love that one. Because it's usually most people, the story is the seeker and the sword. And so, all right, what are you seeking? And then they'll describe stuff. And then, all right. And uh, who's the seeker of that? Okay, they describe that. Hey, why, bro, the seeker is the sword. Well, how can that be if I'm the way I think I am? Exactly. The way the thoughts are about the situation is this is the last thing that you probably want to seek. Yeah. The sword is where I want to end up. Yeah. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to surrender everything from the seeker point of view because of really the malaise or the dukkha of that condition. Like in Buddhism, the suffering is like a vague malaise. Something's off, you can't put your finger on it. And of course you try to solve this uh, situation, which is imaginary with what you think are real solutions. And you wonder why they don't actually work or last because you can't apply a real solution to an imaginary problem. The solution to an imaginary problem is to see it's imaginary, yeah? That's it. As soon as you start applying solutions, you've given it a reality. How, I didn't feel like I did that. You're not what's happening. You're an idea. You're like the emblem on the car. The car ran through the bank window. The emblem, what? I didn't know. But the emblem went with the car, but the emblem did not drive the car, nor did it run into the bank window. Something drove it. Its story is it's the doer of everything, but it isn't, yeah? So basically the message is get a modicum understanding of duality. Like a simple one is, okay, sometimes I'm being thought about up here as an object, yeah? Paul, uh, you're getting old, whatever. The objects get old, don't they? <laughs> spirits don't. I'm an old spirit. <laughs> spirits don't have time. I don't so I'm getting old, all right? And then suddenly I'm thinking, I'm thinking about someone else, just like I thought about me. So I'm an object and then I'm a subject. Subject object to the point where the object believes it's the subject. This is duality. It's called dualism when it gets to that, to that point. 
when you at where you're standing in time, you can be both. You can be subject object, yeah, all day. That's what non-duality is negating, yeah? Not from subject object, but from what we are. The assumption is being ourselves reality. That means the assumption is there's no need to look for it, yeah? The assumption is it's now. The assumption is you're right where it is at all times with no requirement necessary. That's the assumption when the presentation is being ourselves reality. Yeah, that's the assumption. Then they go off, yeah? And so you see the subject object, not as the subject object. That's how you see it, yeah? So there's a negation of that, yeah? Now, it's not negating the, the picture, the image of the body, it's, it's negating the fundamental weight of that, which is the subject object role, yeah? The body is a body, but when it's, when it's uh, is used as, as a container of doership, thinkership, feelership, you know, alpha, omega, and that, yeah? that's really its role is to represent the claiming of living. Yeah, to imply that there's someone living it, an indiv individual, separate, long-lasting thing. And so the body plays the role of the thing, and the head gives it the long-lasting, separate, independent aspect. Yeah, and it reinforces that all the day, and the imagery of that reinforcement is you're pictured as a body. You don't even see it anymore. The sense of self the feeling of being the doer is just a natural, it seems like a natural add-on to the doing, but it isn't. The doing stands alone. The doer is like the tail, yeah? The tail doesn't play a huge role in most cases, yes? The tail gets put on here, but in this world, the tail, it's sort of like the horse in front of the cart. In this case, the tail is running the whole door, yes? The dog's going along with the tail. So you see it. And then the understanding that you acquired from non-duality meetings, hopefully. Well, if the, the information will hit it, bing, and a light comes on. Yeah, and then bing, another light comes on. And then, like I had it when I went, went entered recovery, uh, out AA. I had a strong feeling that I, incredibly strong feeling of terminal uniqueness. I, the head had told me, no one thinks like you, bro. No one feels like you. No one's done the crazy shit that you've done. Yeah. And so basically you're on your own and just completely like, you know, the chocolate in an M&M, very thick shell. Yes, walking around, come into recovery, and I'm just sitting at these meetings where other people who had lived, up, lived under the same tyranny that I had seemed to live under. And basically most of them were feeling extremely terminal unique. And then people would share their feelings that day, their thoughts, uh, their experiences. And after a few months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? That was incredible, really. That was, 
that wave of relief was a long time coming, a long time coming, man. But it's just like no matter how long you've been out of the water, when you jump in, it's instantaneous, the wetness, yeah. So there I was, it whacked me. And I realized, Jesus, I started be, to see, not Paul, because Paul was the emblem. <laughs> Paul's out to lunch, yeah. Paul was putting up chairs, doing service, keeping himself busy. And then the mind was sort of rearranging. Things were happening. And it started that, all right, one of the first things is, hey, there's a large amount of thoughts that I would call alcohol or addict thoughts. Wow, incredible. So the, my flock, suddenly a large amount of them were now alcoholic sheep or alcoholic cows. It changed a lot, man. it really did. And then I saw, okay, so what they say, I'm not beholden to because they're not mine, yeah, far out. So I now started to see, I could not, I could be, I could experience not being moved by thought. Yeah, where before in the addiction, I was constantly moved by an urge and then the thoughts would whip me into a behavior. And there was no gap. It was just like cocaine, bamo. I was on the fucking crowd. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like, wait a minute. No, it was just, just like fast. Suddenly now there's like a big door stopper in the whole thing. And then shit happens, other possibilities. So I started seeing that. Yeah. Then I saw in recovery, this idea of self is constantly mentioned in the, this big book that it is what has defeated us. Well, sounds pretty incredible. And most of the people, when they talk about it, they were calling it like the ego and something. But I didn't, I didn't feel that way because I hear a lot of people talk about ego and they say they have one and they'd like to lose one. Yeah, or they've lost one. Who's there when the ego's gone? What's left? I feel that's the sense of self, yeah? Because there's the ego, something's claiming to have an ego or, or wanting to lose an ego would be the sense of self, yeah? So I don't believe it's ego, to tell you the truth. I believe it's this feeling of being the doer, the thinker, the da-da-da, yeah? That is reinforced by the claiming of doing and thinking and feeling. So the feeling and thinking and doing, which is happening, is, is used to imply something else that actually isn't happening, <laughs> which is it you, the feeler, you, the thinker. That was great to fucking see finally, yeah? Right there. It was sort of like you, you've watched a movie and suddenly you have non-duality subtitles <laughs> where before you were just hearing Turkish or something. You were, you know, I think he's the bad guy, whatever. Just, oh, I'm right. Now you have it all. It's like an explanation underneath it. Like, and there was beautiful ones in recovery, which says, hey, you know, people will step on your toes seemingly without provocation, but you invariably find that you made a decision based on self that put you in this position to be hurt. What? It explained tons of my life. <laughs> so I had this suddenly, the same movie, I, I had subtitles and it was very clear subtitles. And this is what we hope to happen somewhat in these satsangs, yeah? So that you can watch the movie seemingly and yet see something different 
by seeing the movie and then reading the subtitle, yeah? Non-duality, you have the non-duality version and the duality version. It's the same movie. <laughs> Yet, the, the whole thing, the traveling through that movie is completely different based on what subtitle, you know? It's like, one of the first things I saw was whatever, uh, whatever happened to Tiger Lily, where Woody Allen took a, a really bad Japanese spy movie that was on a boat and, and put in a dialogue. <laughs> so at the most important dramatic moment, he had jokes. So <laughs> he changed the whole, the whole movie without changing the movie. Yeah. What do you think this is? What do you think Traveling Lighter is? Traveling Lighter is the movie gets changed instead of the interpretation from fucking, you know, who-who, uh, some newscaster, you get the Woody Allen interpretation. <laughs> and I'll tell you, relief begets more relief. It does. Relief begets more relief. This, we call it this in AA, this higher power, is constantly going to uh, reveal to you shit. Yeah. Now, hopefully, in the beginning, most of what's revealed is not of you. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you can finally, instead of taking the skin side of the skin snake dynamic, you take the snake side, let the skin fall. Yeah. Even though it's screaming, don't. We're gonna die, you're not gonna die. You're the snake, it's the skin. It's not the snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So suddenly you're keenly, like there's a huge interest in silence that can override a lot of sound words, yeah? Yeah, if that note of silence captures the mind, it has an immunity to all the loud sounding shit going on, it does. It's, it's not something that you produced or bought or acquired. It's innately possible when certain things, there's a certain amount of loss of interest in other things that make it seem to be impossible. Yes. So like they say, supposedly Lord Jesus said, you can't serve two masters at the same time. Well, let's say you look at the, the statement in the Course of Miracles, when it's talking about what we're not, and it says, hey, firm in faith in this something else that you have made to be yourself. I don't believe you have made it. I believe the mental state makes it to be yourself. I don't think you have anything to do with it. Yeah, I believe it's mechanical. Yeah, so, all right, so there's firm in faith. So faith has been directed to this activity, the mental state's activity of making this something else to be you, yeah? When, you're, when that faith is firm in that, it's also working because this is a dualistic movement. It's also working as an active denial of what you are. So it's not just a keen interest in what you're not. It has an opposite effect, which is a denial of what you are. Yeah, this is also something that gets negated in non-duality. Both of those get negated, but here, 
the way you first introduce to it is to see that the, the obsession with the something else that has been made to be yourself is a denial of what you are. Yeah. Only in duality. They both go. Yeah. But first, yeah, you have to produce a contrary conflict. Yes. Because we're totally unaware of the act of denial of what we are based on we're totally unaware to something else that has been made to be us because we're living as that something else. Yeah. So one seems to have to go before both go. Yeah. 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 And it ain't, you can't be constantly saying I'm in the act of denial of what you are because that would be reinforcing or putting faith into something else that you're not because that's what's saying. That. Yeah. So you can't go that direction. You gotta go to the something else that you're not. And then you'll lose interest in, oh, it's unbelievable. I've been denying what I am. I hope you, know, you just drop that shit quickly. <laughs> but if you go there, there, you're gonna get stuck with that. If you go the other way, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't change, that movement doesn't change. You always go to the negation, yeah? Because then it's, manufactured affirmation, I've been denying what I am my whole life, you know, just doesn't have any traction. If that isn't seen, it has a lot of traction. Because now the something else has claimed to be the one who's seen the something else. And now it gets into, oh, I've been denying my... <laughs> it's sort of like the policeman thief thing. The thief has some value because at least you don't get beaten down by perfection all day. <laughs> you know, the thief, I'm a fuck up. So, all right, you get a little break. Now I've got to be perfect. <laughs> Meditating, loving gazes, you know what I mean? <laughs> so in this case is, you see, hey, you see that act of manufacturing the something else that is presented to be you from what you are. You see that, yeah? And then when it gets, when it gets whacked and then takes the role of, I've been actively, actively denying what I am for 30 years. No, that gets fucking negated. You see, a lot of people get caught after the first one. Yeah? They, oh, there's something else to be themselves has been seen, but there's been a claiming of seeing that. And now it's got this incredible gold mine that I've been actively denying myself, my true self for 40 years. <laughs> it's like the thing that happened with me at that retreat in Australia when I had the rude, the, the huge awakening. I can never get back. I can never get back. And then I realized a few weeks later because I had never left. <laughs> I saw the thing, but I didn't see the, yes, the spring and the sprung. I didn't see the second part. I saw it like two weeks later and I realized, well, that reason why I can never get back is because I never left. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're sharing the room with uh, guys making shoes here today. If people bring in their running shoes in. So, uh, we can't afford a, a room anymore. 
<laughs> so yes. So you see it a little bit, yeah? Yeah. The seeing is the key, obviously. And then to know what happens when the seeing gets claimed and it goes into this whole thing. And then if the scene gets claimed and then that scene, it goes to the third one. And so let's see them all, yeah? Once you get the, it doesn't change, you know? It probably pretty much suspects no one's gonna get past number one. <laughs> but if it does, it has number two. But if you go through the, if you go through the third door, with let's make a deal, you get nothing. There's a, that's the beauty. Right there, you won. <laughs> you won. What? I don't get that that kitchen set. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh. And what gets undisturbed by all that activity? What can't be disturbed? Yeah. Now, that which is so. even seems to be so. It's all clear now, yeah? Yeah, maybe it'll bring about a real relief that can be relied on. No one relies on it, it's just reliable. Yeah. Start living really uh, an unexamined life, actually. I don't know how I feel most of the time. I don't. I don't. I know how the body feels. I'm getting, you know, but me, I have no idea how I feel usually. If someone said, how do you feel? I'd have to stop. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's like an unexamined life. There's just the living of it. I mean, I mean, you can collect things, but for how long, you know? Okay. Those things probably are collectible. You can collect a thing, a chair or a hat or something, but to collect uh, the awareness of what's happening is impossible. There's only a moving through it, yeah? You came in with nothing, you go out with nothing because you're everything. Yeah, you didn't acquire any of what you are here and you didn't lose any of what you are here. Yeah, you go through untouchable, it's untouchable. Like they say in the course, there's a, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. So I wouldn't, if, <laughs> I don't think invulnerability would be too worried about an attack, would you? Invulnerability can be touched. Attack thoughts, why? Yeah. The whole dance is based on, on assumptions. And that, that assumption triggers another assumption, therefore this, that, yes? And it, then there's a mental logic that grows that makes a lot of sense when your head is in it. When you see it from outside of it, it's insane. It's completely insane, literally. But when you're in it, it's like, you know, you're feeling really great, but what will be what I'll be doing next week? <laughs> you know, you don't see you're pledging allegiance to time and everything else all day. You're not, but that this out 
Yes, that which is running the show. Oh, yes, yes. You're feeling unbelievable at satsang. And I swear how many times I've gotten this. But how's it going to be when I go back to work? Well, you're not there yet. Why not just fucking enjoy the moment? You know, because the head is pledging allegiance to itself. You can't serve two masters at the same time. Yeah. Is what is time more important than what's happening now? Even if it is, is it happening now? So I, I'm happy to be here. Uh, we used to come to this meeting and they used to wash this room with ammonia very strongly. Remember that? It was like, a, everyone have like a, a, a chemical wake up. <laughs> I feel so alive. The ammonia is like rich here. You could pass out, but hey, anyone have anything they'd like to share? Say uh put your hands up if you want you've watched uh you've watched mystery science theater before haven't you I, have i yeah i haven't in a long time but yes i have you remember that okay, that's what i was thinking when, when you brought up the subtitles they riff on the movie yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had never thought of applying that to like uh, the everyday movie that's that's gonna be fun <laughs> well yeah that's what happened that's when the CNN, CNN newsroom gets turned into Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to love uh, the Colbert report. Yeah, yeah that was great. Because he was on point the whole time, but it was hilarious, right? Yeah, because he knew different, and then you knew different, most people, yeah? And it was hilarious. He was like, you know, it was incredible, so. Someone can see that and take it to a completely different way than it was presented. I think that's the beauty of this place in a lot of ways. But it's if you start seeing the theme as being a dramatic news show, and uh, you know we have a statement in AA: Hey, uh, Rule Sixty Two, don't take yourself so seriously. Or, you, or you'd like to have a little bit of, you know, slapstick comedy or something just to shake it up. And it's like constantly serious. Yeah. For me, it was lucky. It just turned into Comedy Central. <laughs> Did that. It's, uh, it's just, it just flips me out every day. It really is. Flips me out. Yeah. All right. I did. I have seen whatever you said. <laughs> Science, whatever. Nice. I've seen. But it sucks when they're not funny, the people who are commenting on it. Yeah? <laughs> it does. It sucks. What'd See, you say? that one with Woody Allen was hilarious because Woody Allen was pretty funny. And it was like, <laughs> you could really screw that thing up if it was, yeah. It would be sort of like the difference between the policeman or the thief or, you know, coming from some other point. Yes. You would soon realize there would be a little difference for a while. Oh, 
the policeman's laughing about the thief movie, but then you'd see, you know, there was a thing we used to share about in uh, Monty Python. So Monty Python did a skit and they have, they have safari hats and they're wearing khaki shorts and they're roaming around an English uh, park and they come out of the hedges and they have no food and they have no water. And then suddenly go, hey, there's a film crew filming us. And, oh, but you see, there's another film crew filming that. Yes, on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> I thought it was great though, because they were all very concerned and they're suddenly like, oh, he has a sandwich. And then they show the film crew. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Mm, no hands up. Oh, we have a question here. I don't, it's funny, I don't think it's how you meant it, but I had a big sense of relief. <laughs> I think that rather than being like, oh no, now I have to meditate, I was like, I pictured it more as like the thief waking up and really, like being like, come on, just a thief all this time. Like, yeah. I know there's no police. I don't know how you. All right. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, with this one, well, he's talking about policeman <laughs> thief. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The understanding, the understanding underneath it is that wherever you're seeing anything from, yeah, in that moment of seeing, uh, there'll be a moment of time where the mental state will arise and claim. It. So you'll, there'll be a seeing of what you're not, and then you'll be the seer of what you're not. Yeah. And now a lot of people, they see that one, yeah? After getting introduced to spirituality. First, there's nothing going on. Then they now become the seer of that, ego, whatever, something else, yeah? And now that, that's assumed to be the authentic you. So this is a second one where that gets negated. Yeah, yeah. So you shoot them twice. You don't just don't shoot one. You got to shoot the one who shot the first one, <laughs> and then boom, <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> yes. Another question from the here. No, it's interesting with the subject object and, and clicking into this action figure yeah. thing, um, that allows us to do what we're doing. Is this, is well, we're not doing it. That's the great that news. Yeah, it's the way it goes for sure. Yeah, because you could look at this film and see tons of different films. Yeah, like when you were in your room and you had your parents outside, you were seeing your life a lot different than they were seeing your life. <laughs> yes, this is, a, this is an interpretive event. Yeah, everyone's giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah, that's good to know. 
So the worst thing that ever happened can be seen as the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. I've heard it a lot in AA, where people had a belief that the worst thing that ever happened was when they got pulled over that night. But now that being pulled over, put them into jail and now they're sober for six months and they see, wow, that was the best thing that ever happened to me getting pulled over that night, yeah? So every meaning is based, is dependently originating. It depends on what's going to happen, what did happen, yes. And so everything is going on and on and on and on and on and on. The one stubborn idea that is about you, you that you're not, that you're you. And you've been you even when you were in a weird little fucking body, no idea. And now you're looking and you're looking pretty old, let's say. There's, there's this stubborn you that's been there the whole time. Yeah. That doesn't work. Everything else is verbing. And yet there's, it's like a giant thumb sticking out of it called the noun of Paul. Yeah. Now, Pauling is something else, but Paul is quite different. Paul is like stagnant water. Yeah. You can't, it's, its main quality, which is to reflect, is gone. It's got shit covering the surface and it's just right, you know, about being Paul or right about this, right about that. And it's not even getting the sense of any movement anymore because what it sees isn't moving, the leaves and everything. The water may still be, but that, yes, it's not, it's completely out of step in a way because everything's going, going. And, you know, once a noun is put into a, like a, a dish full of verbs, what the noun does is give direction to all the verbs. Yeah. It becomes, the, it's like a triangulation and then name and form and everything gets fucking, that reflective nature is gone. And now you have the surface of knowing, yeah? And you don't even know if the fucking water is moving or not anymore. Yeah? And then the thing is, when the movie, when water gets stuck like in an eddy, it's usually when it's going around a rock. To me, the idea of a noun is like a rock. So the water gets chained and starts moving around the rock and gets stagnant. It sort of, it leaves, it, it leaves the current, which is natural flow and it goes around the rock and it shit gets sucked in it. And now it's like the rock with all these leaves and twigs start building around it, yes? And you could think, why, why are these leaves and twigs fucking attacking me? But it's the rock. The rock is bringing in the, like the, uh, the planet is what's seeking the orbiting of the moons, yes? Yeah, so this planet Paul pulls a lot of shit in that it has a desire not to have. It doesn't see its fucking role in things. Yeah, so, and it is an addiction. The mental state is addicted to this idea of being you. Yeah, so this whole point, when you hear a description, like in the Course in Miracles, they describe sort of what we are. Yeah, and it sounds a whole lot more than a bio biographical uh, essay of Paul Hedeman. It feels like that's how I feel living is, yeah? 
you and I giving everything all the meaning it has. We are what we're looking for. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that feels me. Oh, Paul Hedeman did this or did that. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't fucking. That's like dead. That's like cut out things, paste on a living book, you know, cut out little things. It just doesn't fit. So I feel everything is verbing. That's what dreaming is. Dreaming is verbing. Yeah, we're in a huge, 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 indescribable, impossible to understand, incomprehensible event. Yeah. And how we're appearing or what we're appearing around or seemingly in has defined pay scales. It's not up to the task to know what's going on. Yeah. So the point is, it's saddled with this idea of being a noun amongst all the verbing. Yeah. And it's wondering, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like the Course of Miracles says, this thing that's talking to you makes no fucking sense because it's talking to you as a noun, as the doer, when you seem to be done by a lot of shit. <laughs> as a thinker, these thoughts keep me up all night. Yeah. As a feeler, I don't want to feel like this. You see people constantly go like this. I didn't want to feel that. They feel it first. There's a feeling first. And then the head arises and has an opinion. I didn't want to feel that too late, bro. <laughs> the feeling already came in, pissed on your rug and took off. I didn't want to feel like that. I didn't want to feel, you know what I mean? There's so much evidence. We're an idea put after a claiming of verbing. And it can only withstand maybe 70 years, 80 years of holding a breath. It can only be a thing for so short a period of time. It's constantly, from the moment it's born, it's in entropy, so to speak. It's going the other way. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's end time is inevitable. Everyone's talking about the end times. Everyone's going to have an end time. <laughs> it rolls out that way. Do you try? It just makes you know. Why do I want a pair of buy a pair of pants that last a lifetime? I'm not going to last a lifetime at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this will be around forever. I'm not going to be around. You know. So this whole idea, if you see thoughts as thinking instead of yours. Yeah. Watch, just find. You know, you're the pudding. That's where the proof is. The proof is in the pudding. You're it. Yeah. Hear these ideas. If it's the time and place, some of them will land. And you know what? They'll grow. And they'll see through this old system. And this old system will see anew. And maybe it'll bring some joy and awe, A-W-E, and wonder into that life again. Yeah. Traveling lighter is unbelievable in a lot of ways. It's unbelievable. It doesn't cost fucking anything. You're not under the pressure to return it or not. It's just... Just, uh, 
it's so it brings back the noun by shooting it up with verb, so to speak. You know, the noun with all of its authentic ideas loosens up. Yes, I still see you as a body. Yes, for sure. But uh, yeah, yes. So some of us have been here for a couple of years. You got to begrudgingly or whatever you want admit you're probably traveling by. Yeah. Did I bring it about? Did you bring it about? Did we bring it about? No. Are we expressing it? Yes. Can we observe it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on that seems to garner a lot of interest and attention to the point of never investigating uh, that causes the obvious assumption of non-duality being ourselves reality to seem to be incredibly uh, not available. That, if for that sense to arise, something must be going on. This, it, because it's manufacturing. So something is manufacturing things to produce that effect. So when we're completely up the ass of self, and that something else is taking itself to be us, we are in the act of denial of what we are. How is that going to get it? How is that going to arrive at what it is when it's completely against its whole agenda? That's what it used to say in Ramana. He says, you know, all right, you think you want to know reality. So you set out on a course to know reality. And after a while, you realize, I'm really fucking this up. I'm, I think I'm the obstacle to the whole thing of finding reality. So now the head has, I want to know reality, but if I do, I have to die. <laughs> uh, tell me it's gonna take lifetimes, I'll sign up for that. Yes, you see, there's a cognitive dissonance. The head, <sighs> that's not a good deal for, to it. It wants to be there to get it. And yet it runs into this thing, I've got to be absent to, for it to be, yes? And from that, that's, that's Armageddon. When you see it, it's hallelujah, really. But from that point, it's Armageddon. Yeah. So it's basically going to drag its feet <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I hope this is a long path and a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I don't look like I thought I was gonna look like when I arrived here. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's fun. It's funny. Self can't get out of self. 
it can't get it. You might as well get it now. It can't get it. It's just switch, it'll switch, switch vehicles and it'll run into the same wall, have the same complaints and rationales, back up, get into another vehicle, thinking everything's different and try to do the same thing. Yeah. There is no self to get out of self and there's no self to get out of. <laughs> so it's a negation. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Anyone else there? Uh, yeah, I think we have two. I mean, we do have, can you hear me? <laughs> I've got people holding guns on me over here. Can I you hear not... me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, we have Miles and I think I saw Mark holding his hand up. Hi, Miles. Miles, nice to see you, Miles. Good to see you, Paul. Good to see you, Mike, and everyone here today. Thanks for being here. Uh, Miles from Vancouver. Paul, I, um, I'd like to know your thoughts. I'm curious, and I'm sure you've had over the years lots of experience with this. There's, there's this whole issue with trauma, and in the recovery community, I keep bumping into it. it seems that um, there's a uh, you know, a heavy examination of going back into cause and effect and layers of, of trauma, et cetera. And we have someone who's, I guess, somewhat famous in that area, Gabor Mate here in Vancouver. He's had a lot of experience in the downtown east side working with people with trauma. And um, I'm wondering if you could speak to, it might help me if, uh, you know, when I encounter some of these people and then try and introduce this concept that, that you speak so beautifully about to people that just seem assailed by thought and um, really going down a, a very well-worn path, I suppose, in terms of escaping their trauma or understanding it with self to the point where they can somehow be free and I, I struggle with the timing of introducing something like you're talking about, you know. Um, well, don't. Maybe speak don't to that a little bit. If, if the situation arises and it's appropriate, you'll say something. Yeah? Yeah, because in a lot of ways, you know, same thing with ayahuasca and taking medicinal drugs we're all looking for relief, yes? And the Course in Miracles, I like the way it says it. That which has relief already may be dreaming to get relief, yeah? Yeah. Yes? So what we are would be the source of all relief from what we're not. But in this appearance, it may be dreaming, like it says, you and I are the dreaming of the dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of it. So now, in our community of recovery, another form or another way of dreaming oneself out of the dream is now getting its trauma that caused the alcohol and the addiction. Before, it was something else, and there'll be something else that will come later. Yes? Yes? But all it is, is what's before all that? Yes? I sat in, I sat, uh, no, I didn't sit, I was prone in a ward of a hospital 
for extremely damaged bodies, orthopedic, whatever, mostly by motorcycle accidents. There was about 15 of us at the time, severely damaged. We were at a, a teaching hospital and uh, you would say that was trauma, yes? Now, the reactions to the trauma were completely different. Some people who were loaded got sober. Some people who were sober got loaded, yeah? So again, what is before trauma is mind, big mind. Mind gives meaning to the trauma. Mind gives meaning to the trauma through the little mind, yeah? The trauma does not give meaning to mind. Mind uses trauma to make up meaning, yes? The little mind, or let's call it little, or mind, yes? We are the dream. What power trauma may have wasn't based on the trauma. It's based on us, yes? The condition that we find ourselves. That's how I see it. Yeah. So anything works. I've seen people, unfortunately, usually it doesn't, it doesn't last long. But I feel people uh, who weren't getting it through recovery, stuff like that. So they went to Peru and they did three ayahuasca trips in a week. And uh, they had that reboot and hopefully clear sailing. So they, and the head at that moment could have kept dreaming itself out of it and stayed sober, but it was just a momentary dreaming itself out of it and back in. Yeah, we went back out and stuff like that. Some people, they keep dreaming sobriety after they get out, you see? But what's before it is us, mine. What a lot of people are looking at trauma from is after. They're, tr they're looking at trauma as a person who had the trauma. If you see it from before, it's different than if you see it from after it, yeah? Because if you're seeing it from the person's point of view, and it's your trauma, there's a lot more going on than the trauma. If you see it before the trauma, no one has the trauma. Yes, it's completely different. So that's my opinion. Yeah. It can, it well, can, it, and so if someone, if someone is under coming out of extreme trauma and they're feeling better about themselves, I have this opportunity. This lady I used to know who's a, yoga someone, a yoga person, wanted me to speak at her group in the East Coast, so Zoom. So I said, well, uh, I don't know, you know? And so I, got, I looked in on a Zoom before I was gonna do it. I didn't show, I just learned, and I heard these people that were feeling great about themselves because they were doing yoga and they had so much so much self-reflection of how bad they were, it was making it better. I said, I don't want to speak at your fucking thing. You know what I mean? Why would I want to rain on that parade? The person's feeling better. Yeah. Looking <laughs> great. Yeah, that yeah. worked great. Well, yeah. What, what I'm talking about here, and I, I get that, if people want to follow any kind of, you know, faith dogma or, or whatever, I'm happy for them. If they're relieved and they can travel lighter, I'm, I'm joyful to, to witness that. And th there's no point in me stepping in with any other information. 
I'm talking about the people who I see over and over again that are, they, they, they seem very compelled to stay on this, this finding out about my trauma path. And years later, it, it's still, it's still the same. And I, I may have made attempts, you know, to introduce what you're yeah. talking, but you know, and, and then it's okay. And I, I don't want to do more, more damage, but some of these people, uh, you would have experienced this. I'm sure I've become close to, and you know, I don't want to see people suffer unnecessarily. Um, so those are the, that, those are the few yes. people I'm talking about. And um, I don't know what to do with it, you know, um, other than just maybe keep attempting the message that, that, that you're giving us today, you know? I don't well, know. if you go into the program, that's a perfect condition. You don't know what to do with it. Give it over to that power whatever you call that power, yes? Right. You don't know what to do with it. You have feelings and you'd like to see people get something that's really helped you, but they're not seemingly getting it. Yeah, there's a dilemma of powerlessness. You don't seem to be able to change what's going on with them. Turn that thing over, yes? Yeah, I have it with my nephew, my nephew, you know, just call me again, usually ends up, he has, he's broke and he needs money. And, you know, I, I, I said to him, you know, I know this must be fucking terrible to have to call me and sit like that. Look at what this fucking thing does to me. It brings you to this point. But hey, you know, I'd like it to be different, but what the hell? Yeah, so. Again, what I'm saying is, let's say you get introduced to this idea of trauma, and then you start owning the trauma, and then you get the reverse side of that coin, the trauma owns you. And now you're gonna see trauma everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a point where something has value and then it expires. It's important to know when you're drinking bad milk, yes? You got to know the expiration date. So yes, sometimes the engine needs to look at certain traumas to kick in again. But now it's sort of like the old carburetor thing we used to share. The car's not starting. I'm with my friend. We got a gas can. I know what may be the problem. I go, all right, Bill, put a couple of drops of gas in the carburetor. I turn it on. If he keeps pouring and then the car's ready to drive. If he keeps putting gas in, it stalls again. Yes? So maybe, yeah, I looked at this or that, but if you're constantly looking at trauma, that's a problem in and of itself. Yes? So if you seem to be stuck, get the fucking car going. And then what got it going may not be what's going to keep it going. That's my feeling. But the other thing with people that you care about, yes. This happens here quite a lot. Hey, I was, I was on the other end of it for years. My mother had the whole congregation praying for me. Yes, I can't imagine what it was like for my mother to have me as the, young, the last one of, of a bundle of four fuck-ups. Yeah, me being the worst. She was praying like crazy. <laughs> Sent me St. Jude medals, Christopher medals, fucking novenas, everything. So, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah.
appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Miles. Hold on a second. I lost. You know, it would, everyone wants everyone wants to find the thing, the thing that's the cause of all things. You're not seeing the role of us in it. You're. If you get clear on the family of origin traumas on Earth, you'll go study the family of origin traumas of Mars. The head will just keep making more shit up. It's like a, it's like a factory there. Yeah. <laughs> once, it, once it realizes you like that candy, it will make more of that candy. Even if it's tart and sour, it will make more of it. <laughs> so yeah I have my feeling at one moment something has value at another moment it may not yeah I remember working with people and this one guy especially he would not stop taking inventories in AA and I'd have to tell him I do not write down another inventory fucking a, the relief you have is meant to be enjoyed. Fucking enjoy it. You're sober. <laughs> Just right over it. Yes. So these things sometimes can get out of hand. And then obviously the cure becomes the disease, so to speak. Because why? Duality, of course. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Miles. I, I remember I'm 30 something years sober. I don't want to name names, but there was a guy who came, it was the family, Bradshaw, John Bradshaw. And it was a big <laughs> thing in the AA movements, right? It was the family, the, the, that's it. That's the fucking seed of, you know what I mean? Everyone was stoked. And then that guy went out or something, it was crazy. But there's always hoping. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I find uh, hopelessness, not at the beginning when I was first, when I was an addict, I needed hope. But hopelessness is a great space, man. You just fucking, Every time the carousel rotates and another new gold ring sticks out, you don't even re reach for them anymore. <laughs> you just, you, you found peace on the carousel. <laughs> couldn't, wouldn't that just be the ride, just the carousel? Why didn't we get the gold ring? <laughs> get the gold ring. <laughs> Maybe it's enough to be traveling light on a horse. Beware of the gold ring. <laughs> yes, the gold ring. <laughs> there's always something else. You see the head? It's always desire, desire, desire. Always reaching and grasping. The beautiful thing is not to get the gold ring because then your grasping is seen like the emperor with no clothes. You see it finally. You see what you called you as devices that are not yours. Yeah, but if you keep getting a ring of brass or gold, it doesn't matter. It's working. The device is working. Yes, 
It's when it can't grab, that's beautiful. When it can't get, yeah? When you know, it's not trauma, it's fucking nothing. It's your head's addicted to itself. <laughs> it's best to see it as not you, yeah? It's way past the point. It thinks it is cocaine. <laughs> it's beyond the it's beyond the point of saving. Fucking the horse is dead. You can get up. Fucking far out. Yeah. So that's my. That's how I see it. Actually, I love things failing. I do because you know. I love like saviors always are gonna fail because you don't need to be saved. Yes? Yes. That's compassion. It may not look like it, but it is compassion. If you keep giving something to hold on to, they keep will keep holding on to it. That old story about the person falling and he's trying to grab anything and then he gets, can't grab anything and then realizes the hands are wings. He thought they were there to get and grab, not to fly. If he would have gotten something to grab onto, would he have arrived at that idea of it's a wing? No, he wouldn't have, she wouldn't have. It would keep grabbing again. It would be the hand, always was the hand, always will be the hand. When it's not being able to grasp or get, yeah, or understand or have, yes, that's beautiful. It's like the last house of the left of the failed system. Yeah, there's no other place to go. There's nowhere else to go. You're left there, yeah? You're not gonna get it. Hallelujah. Yeah, so. Satsang is an easier, softer way, really. You could just come to satsangs. A whole lot can happen without much fuss, really. I have a lot of faith in this activity of satsang. A lot, because that's what happened with me. I went and I learned a lot by listening to satsang. I did, I remember some things you know, I would see one link and then somebody would say something and then I'd see like 10 links, you know? Then there'd be a period of just resting there and then there would be maybe one link and then another link. And then you could see, see, because there's only two things that feel really have moved me epically here. And that was getting struck sober and, and hearing non-dwelling, truly. Man. For the action figure, getting struck sober was the most profound thing. For mind, non-duality, by far. Because first of all, it's not doesn't have a logical pattern. It doesn't have the old imprint, including you. Yeah, it's a negation of you from the get-go. And it never varies. It never says, okay, now you're going to get it. No, it's not ever goes there. It's just seamless. Not that, not that, not that. Yeah. Yeah. 
to me, that's the real compassion is to not to give people shit. Yeah, all the time. Let them, let them have nothing. I think it's the gift that keeps on giving, really. Everything else seems, well, it's sort of like a delay. So sometimes when the answer keeps asking questions, you wanna starve the questioner because it's the answer. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's where we find ourselves today. Anyone else? Or are we going to take off? I think so. I think there was Mark. Mark, did you have a question? Uh, you're muted. Okay. Hi. Um, thank you, Paul. Um, I I don't know if I have a question anymore, <laughs> but I've been listening to you for three or four weeks, five weeks on YouTube videos. Wow. Kind of a lot. Like a bit, a bit. Um, I do. I kind of have this yeah. tendency to to be a bit. I get into yeah. things and I kind of do it a lot and sort of that. And I, I found myself feeling. I used to do quite a lot of meditation and mantra meditation stuff. And now I find having watched your videos, it sort of seems to have an effect on me in my just in my day. And I, I feel like I kind of I'm dropping the need to do sitting meditation or I don't feel at the moment the need to do it. So it feels like it's more part of my normal, whatever it is, it, it feels like it's normal. Whatever's going on, it just feels like more lighter, as you say, in, in the normal run of the day instead of being when I'm sitting down doing the thing on the cushion. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. I like it. Um, the question I suppose I have is, uh, as like um, um, maybe this is again, you answered it already, but is this a kind of me, me, me shifting from one thing that I kind of hang my hat on to another thing that I get a, a little addicted to, to that now to watching your YouTube videos or, uh, I, it bring, well, I, I just yeah. noticed when you were talking, I have this idea that I, I'm supposed to be independent and not to be like that as well. That's another bit of the. The thing okay see the the emphasis isn't really uh about watching the videos or not watching them or not gives you the opportunity to see there's no one watching them and there's no one not watching yes so the importance of the yes or no out here is minimized and the importance is put on who is it that's not doing it and who is it that's doing it yes mm -hmm. yeah so it's that's the emphasis is on that not on what you're doing too much of or what you're not doing too much of yeah 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 so if that if you get into the habit of that that uh that's a good habit <laughs> seriously yeah because it's easy to get into i'm doing too much so i'm not going to do any yeah, it's an extreme little bouncing back and forth. And it may be necessary for your action figure. But mm -hmm. both of those things, either way they go, can be used for the same idea, which is, well, who is it? Yeah, you don't have to say it, but just because both of them are being used to imply the one. 
Yeah. I'm doing too much. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Both, both there's an implying of a one there. The interest of the talks is about that, that mechanism of, of implying. It's not you choosing it. It's not volitional. Matt isn't doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> it comes up with the, the idea that there's Matt not doing it or doing it. Yeah. It, it, it's just going to, it doesn't matter. It could be completely the opposite and it uses both for the same inference that there's a you. Yeah, that's all. That's where the understanding uh, start and stops really with the talks. I don't have met much opinion about going on or not going on. I think a lot of that will work itself out when there's a loss of interest in how important it is to do something and not do something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it tends to sort of find its, its level. I do. Yeah. I believe there's a lot of interest uh, getting distributed to a lot of things to be almost to play the role of a mirror so you can see your reflection in it, really. And if you take that agenda away from it, it's not a big deal if I watched a lot of videos. Or it's not a big deal if I don't watch a lot of videos. Really, is it? Not really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's so that's the emphasis. That's a pretty habitual emphasis in the talks. I'm not interested in, you know, the worrying about next week. I'm interested in that it's being used to apply its you and that that you shouldn't want to worry because that you does a lot of meditation and you would think a lot of meditation would cause it not to have to you know on and on and on and on and on yeah so we just want to cut the it's hard to get off a train when it's moving 40 miles per hour you just want to get off you don't want to get on the train at the station you're on the station yeah and then if you see that you won't be thinking you're on the train Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mm -hmm. trains come and go. It's there's going to be more coming, more going. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm happy you showed up, Matt. And uh, thanks, Mark. 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 Oh yeah, Matt. Who cares? Mark. I can't see this one. Mark. Matt. Mark. <laughs> Somebody was nice enough to get me a big uh, uh, Mac Pro. I would have had a bigger screen, but I. I thought it would be better to have the money and spend it on something else. <laughs> so now I can't read them. The letters are so small. Mark, Mark, I'm happy. Mark, yeah, I thought you were saying Mark, Mark with a New York accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt, better. Matt. You Matt. can't describe it with a New York accent, Matt. No, Mark, Mark, Mark's an opening in. He gets into, turns into an O, Mark, yes. <laughs> you, should see, oh man, you think my accent's bad, go see my nieces, Jesus Christ, this beautiful woman, and then she starts talking. <laughs> you ought to drink water. <laughs> the sound. All right. Thank you.
Thanks, Mark. <laughs> and by the way, what about your big screen in the trailer that you're going to be pulling around with you? I don't know. I haven't gotten around. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, hey, this is, this is, this is it. This is the best of Zen bitch slap at the moment. Yeah. We're always upgrading, but slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I got something else. I'm, uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to get personal with all of you. <laughs> all right let me say let me see uh who's this oh david w nice to see you david how are you all right i'm very well thanks yeah i've um really been enjoying it and it's, it's interesting listening to what um what mark was just saying there um i've had a sort of similar experience i think there's a lot of the messages are definitely landing with me because it just feels it feels truthful it feels feels right but what i'm noticing is there's there's an ongoing energy around having to do something and i know that there's nothing to do <laughs> other than just be there and just accept the message but there's my head keeps saying right so what are we doing with this now so right so we're supposed to be watching the, the thoughts oh no we shouldn't be doing that no. we need to be sitting back and being being and it's like i just need to chill out a bit and uh, relax because it's yeah. stuff has landed and i'm feeling so much better and more relaxed then i just i just need to chill out a bit i think <laughs> great yeah go yeah if relax whistles follow it yes relax is a good a good guide yeah, I feel. Yes. All right. Thank you, Dave. And we got Richard H. Nice to see him. Yes. Drops in occasionally. We got Matt. Who? Oh, we got Mark. That boy, <laughs> Matt, which I almost did again. We got Gary. Hey, Paul. Gary used to be a man in the corner. Yes. There he is. We've got Judith. Judith uh, is at the house, but I don't see her. But I, that's where yeah. I stayed when she, I was alive. That's, that's the door you put up, Paul. See that, that double door? Well, I helped put up. I didn't put well, it up. Well, we like to attribute it to you, Paul. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll the gate the Paul gate. Hederman door. <laughs> the gate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Angie, nice to see you. And thank you so much. My lavish lifestyle is a little brighter in the last few days. Yeah. Thank you. Kenneth, my friend from Vancouver. Nice to see you, Kenneth. We got Judith. Uh, she's reappeared. There she is. Nice to see you, Judith, as always. Yeah. <laughs> ben Clark. Nice to see you, Ben. Gary, are you right in the other house? Yeah, I'm just now across the across the way. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna get together and eat here in a little bit, Paul. Wish you were here. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice to see you guys. Love yeah, to, see good you. to see you, Paul. Hey, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Walter from the Netherlands. There he is. I always like to see Walter. We got Bill Churchman. 
Hey, hey, hey thank Kathleen for a, a hefty donation. We've got, oh, and there's Kathleen. Not this Kathleen, this is another, but another lovely Kathleen. Nice to see you. Roman, as always, yes. We got Chris, he's in front of the door again. That's good. That's where he should be. Tariq from Dover. Tommy, yes. We got Miles, Miles from Vancouver. Always good to see you, Miles. Seriously, uh, hopefully we'll run into each other personally someday, yeah. Impersonally, yeah. Nanette, there she is. Thank you, Nanette, for uh, everything you uh, broadcast at me. Appreciate it. We got a <laughs> Karen, uh, Karen Ray. There you are. Nice to see you. Anish, always a pleasure, Anish. Yes. We got uh, Jay Santiago. There he is. I don't know if you can see me. Another, uh, we got Kathleen, we got Robert, we got Nina, we got Judith, we got Holly, mm, we got Senna, Nina. Oh, Nina, very nice to see her. Uh, who else? That's it, I think. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I, every, the sound was good and everything. Yeah? Yeah. I, Thank you, uh, yes. Thank you, Paul. We'll be, uh, yeah, just go to Zen Bitch Lab uh, events. That's where all the information of what we're doing is. I hope to see you again. See you guys, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Paul.